Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. We're back with another episode on the podcast, episode number 14, and title or the topic of today's podcast is God is Everywhere. Before I start, though, I want to talk about the word God. And for me, God is a trigger word. And it might be for you as well. Um, so whenever I will say the word God, I want you to replace it by whatever feels right for you. So it could be source, uh, infinite intelligence. It could be the universe. It could be mother, father, God, whatever you want to use. Okay, let's not get hang up on words. Um, but also recognize our triggers. I think it's a fine balance between the two. The reason why I wanted to record this episode about God is that I was kindly invited by a very dear friend of mine to go to church on Sunday, yesterday. And I hadn't been to church since my dad died in 2014. I'm not a church person. I usually cringe because of the words that are used. So I've talked about the, the God word as being a trigger. Um, and I want to talk about more trigger words in a second. But the reason why I went and accepted her invitation is because I wanted to show her appreciation and respect, respect and discover her new family, her new spiritual family. So I'm not a religious person and I don't think I'll ever be. But who's to say I'm not might not change my mind? Um, I'm reminded of Doreen Virtue, who for years was an inspiration for everyone who did not resonate with religion. And she was a trailblazer in her own right. She created angel decks, she talked about angels, and her work, her books were instrumental on my spiritual journey. And then one day she turned to, <laughs> I was gonna say, turned to Jesus. And let me explain. She apparently had a moment where she became a newborn Christian. And I believe newborn Christians have don't necessarily have a lot to do with Jesus, but I'm going to address that towards the end of the episode. And so she recanted everything that she stood for for decades, denied that um, uh, there were angels, that you could talk to angels. She even said it was the work of the devil. So she denied her own uh, work. Uh, which made me quite sad, to be honest. But uh, I still am very grateful that I have benefited from her work and from for her to open my mind to new things. So that's why I have a little bit of resi uh, resistance. Um, um, I actually see a lot of religious organizations as um, covert cults, cults. Of course, it's not a cult to a specific person's um you know personality um but there is in my mind quite a lot of dishonesty in the message that's spanded around and i'm not buying into it 
I do not want to alienate any of my listeners who are religious. So I suppose that's why I started off by saying I went to church to honor my friend and I still do. I could see that the people were very friendly. They welcomed me warmly. Um, however, um, I want to mention a couple of trigger words that I heard whilst I was there. And I'm sure if I stayed longer, I would have heard more. Those trigger words or images, first the image of the cross. I'm extremely uncomfortable uh, around a religion that worships martyrdom, um, worships um, sacrifice, and um, that makes it, I mean, I, I'm even uncomfortable about the fact that the only thing they seem to focus the most about Jesus's life is the fact that he was murdered or killed or sacrificed or crucified. That makes me, I, I find that super creepy. Uh, and just for that reason, I can't, I can't do this. Um, however, I want to say that the sign of the cross is actually a universal sign that has nothing to do with Christianity. And it's uh, a symbol of uh, the divine meeting the earth plane, the earth plane being the horizontal line and the divine being the, the vertical line. So if I was to see a cross of light somewhere uh, with no Jesus nailed to it, then I could see it as the symbol that it is. But it's charged with so much energy by, by Christians that it kind of repels me. The other thing that triggers me is the word sin. And the way I managed the, 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 uh, the mass yesterday was by replacing in my mind, every time they talked about sin, I replaced it with pain. And that did help me to actually listen to what was being said. The third is they talked about the father, our father, the kingdom of the father. Now, there's two red flags for me in it. The first one is, um, okay, we all have a father, but but it, it seemed to me, or how I perceived it, is what that the whole discourse was that we were children. We had to be told what to do. We had to be guided by our father, and we had to abide by the rule of our father, there's God somewhere, and, and so that's already a red flag for me. But the second red flag is when people talk about religion and talk about the Father in terms of God, for me, there's a big gender issue here, a gender bias and a, a binary model that is damaging for everyone, not just for people who do not abide by this model. And um, it shows me that this is not an inclusive space. So, uh, and then, of course, the fourth trigger word was savior okay for me jesus didn't come to save us we do, don't need to be saved this is this is again this either victim or um childlike um attitude of uh i cannot save myself someone ha has to come and save me there's this an enabling attitude or energy around it and i actually feel pretty uncomfortable with people who ask someone else to come and save them, uh, whether in the religious context or not. So this is just my two cents. It's not a criticism. I can see that it's a, there was a beautiful energy in that room. And my, my friend is doing Bible studies. I've interviewed a, a um, um, sorry, 
a guest on this podcast. My first guest was Jose Pereira, who um, credits his Bible studies in prison for literally helping him across this uh, or through this harrowing experience that he had as as a, um, a hostage. So I'm not dissing it, okay? Whatever helps you, it's good. I'm just putting it through my own filter and my own values. And for me, uh, religions don't uh, clash with my values. And it's a personal choice. But I do want to encourage you to to run your religion because it's a, it's something that you maybe you were brought up in. It's maybe it's something that you um, have never questioned before, uh, and and look at it with new eyes and see if that if if what they say or, or what they do um, aligns with your values. That's very important. Um, the the other thing that really really grates me is when Christians pretend that if you don't follow Jesus, then you are not going to be saved from um, damnation, the purgatory, whatever it is, or hell. Now this is this is not only dishonest uh, because no, nobody can claim that. It's also very damaging because it means that you condemn people who don't agree with you, um, and impose your thinking on them. I don't think that's right. So churches, <laughs> we're going to talk more about churches because a lot of religious people pretend that God is only in churches, which is why I have as a title of this episode, God is everywhere. We'll get to that in a minute. So I mentioned earlier that the, the last time I went to church was with my dad uh, before he died and I still remember maybe not exactly the day but I know it was in uh, in February 2014 uh, and I, my dad was a very religious man um, and I respected that and in fact going to church with my dad was a very special time for me as a child because it was a time where we were just him and I my mum never went to church she didn't care for it so when my dad took me to church, it was that special one-to-one -one time with him. And I, I wanted to honor his faith, which was very, very strong. It was so strong that he actually nearly became a priest. So I nearly didn't get to be born to, to um, in his family or as, as me, him as my father. Um, so I was surprised when I went to church yesterday to actually burst into tears when I sat on the pew. But I think it was because of remembering in my body. I, it didn't hit me until it hit me, if that makes any sense. But I suppose grief, um, grief never, never warns you um, about the fact that, yeah, last time I was in the church, my dad was in the wheelchair. He was sitting next to me on my left. He was holding my hand. And it was a very special moment for him because he hadn't been to church in over six months since the time that he was no longer able to walk. And nobody had actually taken him and pushed him in his wheelchair to go to church. And that's what I did when I came to visit him all the way from the UK when I went to visit him in France. And I can see why my dad loved church so much as well, because for him, it was a community. And I think it's important when you have a community that you are inclusive for that community and that you do not uh, verbalize things that are going to be harmful to your members. So going back to the non-inclusive father, um, the sin, the cross, the savior and all that stuff that I've just mentioned, I think it's very important. Uh, 
just a small pause to mention something quite exciting that's happening right now. I have created a quiz and I was wondering if you'd like to take it. So in order to do that, um, I will be adding a link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter, which means that you'll receive my musings, some others, and um, then you'll make sure that you know what kind of content I put up because I'm also an author with um, the Taoist Online on Medium. So the quiz. Um, I work with a framework with my one-to-one -one client called the EPIC framework. And this framework enables you to um, establish the foundations of your success. Most people don't reach their full potential because these four um, pillars are not in place. And these pillars for me are energy, prosperity, intuition, and mindset. So if one of these pillars is not rock solid, uh, when you reach a certain level of success, you will be uh, probably sabotaging yourself. So this is what it can look like. Um, you know, you, you've just had a promotion or your business is doing really well. Your relationship is amazing. Um, you love your life, but then you get very sick. Perhaps because you don't have time to rest, you're constantly on the go, etc. So that's the energy pillar. The prosperity pillar surprises me often, but it can happen for people who are actually really um, successful. Um, their money is coming in beautifully, but then whenever they reach a level that goes above what they're comfortable with with money, and this can be an unconscious thing, a huge bill comes in or something breaks down. or And it almost seems like whenever they have this big big pot of money coming in, it's immediately used for something else. That's when your prosperity pillar needs working on. Um, intuition is more likely to be about, um, a little bit about the law of attraction as well. It's it's around uh, being able to make decisions in an easy to get in the flow of life and also um, to start understanding that it's not all down to you, that the universe actually co-creates with you. And the last one, mindset, uh, I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want this interruption to be too long, but um, you can see how these four pillars are absolutely vital if you want to reach your no next level of success without having to sacrifice your health, your relationships, or even your sanity. So um, make sure you sign up for my newsletter. You will receive um, the quiz as a PDF, and I'd love to know which of the four pillars needs more work for you. So feel free also to reach out. Uh, the best way to do that is on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Ange de Lumière on both, and I'd love to hear from you. Right. So this is about church. Um, and I had a really interesting conversation because we have a wonderful guest at the end of this month, December 2023, uh, called Dr. Lulu, who is an advocate for the LGBT community. She's also many other things. So I'm not trying to nail her in just one sentence. But whilst we were having, whilst I was interviewing her for the episode at the end of the month, she um, she told me, uh, and I loved it, that she believed that um, God's pronouns should be they and them. And I could not agree with her more. So I'm inviting anybody who's religious to make the effort 
to change whatever pronouns they're using for God to they, them, to be more inclusive towards other people, right? Um, there was also someone playing the guitar in that church, and it reminded me of the camaraderie that I had at the Girl Scouts. I didn't stay very long at the Girl Scouts, and I, I can't remember why. But I had a very lonely childhood. Uh, I was a misfit. I, it was very hard for me to make friends. Actually, I only had two very good friends in primary school. And and when I joined the Scouts, it felt like I had found a tribe. But despite all that, at 12 years old, I told my dad that Catholicism did not align with my values. Okay? So I had to leave. And I'm so glad that he respected my decision, even though I was a child. Um, and a lot of people of his generation didn't think that children of 12 can make their own decisions. So I, I respect that. Another church moment I want to share is the church in my village. Um, so I, I live in a little village in South Gloucestershire. Uh, and um, I want to honor Reverend Rowe and his wife, who always welcomed me in their midst, in the midst of the, our local church, even though they knew that I did not... Um, espouse their their faith i am not a church of england person i never was and never will be and yet because they run a community for our village they they always made me welcome so in a way the reason why i'm sharing all this is i don't want people to think that i'm anti-religious i'm not pro-religion but i'm not anti-religion as long as people uh, behave in a way that aligns with kindness and love Right. And um, I also want to add, even though this is, might come as a, as a bit of a provocation to, to our audience, that um, Dr. Lulu said, if Jesus was to come back on earth, he would be non-binary. And I absolutely love that. And it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I would have thought maybe he would come as a female. But non-binary is much more in tune with, with our time, because this is the debate. Um, so I also want to share one of the moments that um, made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, we had many discussions with Reverend Rowe when I was in his church, and he often came to sit down next to me to have discussions about one thing or another. And I remember one day when one of uh, my children, who was taking part in the discussion around, I suppose, Jesus and, and Christianity, and Reverend Rose's wife was pointing at a chandelier above her or was wanting the children to notice a chandelier above her as she asked the questions, what is the most precious thing in the room? And my child um, burst out, you know, raised their hands and burst out and said that for him, the most precious thing in the room was love and friendship. And of course, after that outburst, uh, Reverend Rowe came to sit next to me and told me that... Um, he felt that my kids really embodied the values of of his church and and wanted to i suppose congratulate me for that so there can be an exchange be between people who are religious and non-religious and that can be beautiful as long as we focus on the right things okay um so I've already mentioned that the biggest problem I have with religious people is that they often say my way or the highway. If you don't do what we say, you go to hell. And I 
don't believe in hell or the purgatory. So for me, it's a big no-no. For me, um, and, and also there's several other things that I don't agree with. Um, I don't need someone to tell me what is right or wrong. I'm not a child anymore. And even children do have, I mean, um, you know, obviously depending on their brain uh, development, sometimes when they're very little, they don't always know what's right and wrong. But we have that instinct. We know when we're doing something wrong. We don't have someone need to someone to tell us. And if we do, we can decide whether that resonates with us or not. Okay. And it, or I, I believe it should be an internal sense, unless you have no morals whatsoever. But then who's to go and preach to these people? They won't listen anyway. Uh, I hope this is not, not going to come um, um, off as offensive, but that's that's my gut feeling. Um, I also don't need someone to tell me that as a woman, I'm lesser than men. And Catholicism in particular uh, has has been sending that message all along and they still haven't changed anything about it. In a way, I feel Church of England has progressed a lot more. And I especially don't need someone to tell me that, um, that uh, being uh, sexually attracted to someone of the same sex is wrong. And I'm not saying this from being part of the community of the LGBTQIA+. Um, I am actually a straight woman. I'm coming here as an ally. And I do want to mention to you a beautiful, although heartbreaking, podcast called Dear Alana that talks about conversion therapy and the harm that religious people do, especially Christians, um, to the LGBT community by trying to show them that they are wrong. So I can't buy to any of that ever, ever, ever. Right? For me, God is love. But even the word love has been tainted by humans because for me, love is something unconditional. And if you listen to even only 20 songs uh, or even 10 around the topic of love, you will see that there's no songs about unconditional love. It's all about romantic love. It's all about needing someone. It's all about pleading someone not to leave or all sorts of things. That's not love to me. I also um, cringe when people say, God told me, okay, because you're not sure and it's not right for you to use the supposed message of God to put people down or try and put them right. It's, it's a, a sort of abuse of power in my mind. Just own it as your own opinion. Don't bring God into this, okay? And I will talk about uh, Catholicism because the things that don't resonate with me at all in Catholicism. And we had this discussion with another guest of mine, uh, our last guest in November, which was uh, who was um, Emma Mack. Uh, she left. She was she wanted to be a nun, and she left the the religious um, myths because because of the things that Christianity did over time in history. And for me, the fact that Christians and Catholics have committed, um, you know, have tortured people, um, you know, the Inquisition, the Holy Wars and all the horrors, I just can't, I can't be part of that movement. Um, so that that's for me, you decide for yourself. But also, so we're coming to the God is everywhere title of this uh, podcast. I believe that God is everywhere and not just in churches um, that 
uh, religious people claim there that God is, you know. And when I say churches, I say buildings, because, of course, um, every religious building is called a different thing by different faiths. So this is what I believe. And I want to offer this as um, a different way to look at things. And then I will invite you to take what works for you and leave what doesn't. But I believe that God is in my heart and in your heart. It is in every single one of us. It's in the wind. It's in the sun. It's in the forests. It's in the sea. It's in each river, in the heart of every animal. But as well, I think it's in businesses. It's in your home. It's in your car. And I'm going to be very provocative as well, but it's also in your toilet. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was violently sick. And I was sitting trembling in my bathroom. And I know that source was with me. I know that the universe was with me. It can also be in your local recycling center or in the middle of war zones. So whether you make it into the houses of God that people claim that they are, or whether you are right where you are, I think God is everywhere. And God is inclusive. God is forgiving. God is loving. God is unjudging and pure. God knows no hierarchy. Okay. I call it the big you because I think it's more fun. It's a little bit irrelevant. And I know that God has an amazing sense of humor. You do not need an intermediary to connect to the big you or to God. But you might need a guide because um, there's so much, um, so many myths and so many claims that are made in the name of God, that it can be very confusing. And if you're not super connected to your own intuition that would tell you this is wrong or this is right, then you might need to unlearn what you've learned in order to be able to connect to your intuition better. And I would love to help you to do that. Before I finish, though, so there's an offer that I've mentioned before uh, in the previous episode, which is called A Sage in Your Pocket. You can check it on my website, theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. Uh, if you feel so inclined, I can be that guide. You can ask me all the questions that you have, and we can have discussions around the themes of spirituality, intuition, and generally, um, you know, purpose, meaning for life, and, and the big questions and the small ones as well. Before I, I finish, though, uh, I did a little bit of research because I know that there are also some non-binary members of church and quite at high level. And I wanted to mention them in this episode so that you know that some churches are changing. So the Church of England um, has now in their midst their first non-binary priest, priest, and that priest made it to the news in January 2023. Uh, their name is Bingo Allison, uh, and they claim that they had an epiphany seven years ago whilst reading the Bible about their own gender identity. So I'd be really interested to hear what they have to say. I haven't had time to watch their videos or their interviews, but I think this is a massive, massive step in the right direction. Um, they, Bingo Allison has said, queer people are a blessing to the church. And that coming out was a spiritual experience. I think that's beautiful. Two more examples in other countries. So I'm not too UK centric. In Brazil, there's a person called Alexia Salvador, who's uh, a transgender pastor and who has been officially um, that since 2021. 
in the US, they have the first transgender bishop at the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Uh, their name is Megan Rohrer, and that's in 2021 as well. So the world of religion is changing. But I will finish this episode by saying I wish that people would just, um, how to say, clean the Bible, you know, empty and, and purge the Bible of all the things that are toxic and that are used by some people in the religious um, communities to shame, exclude, and uh, and otherwise bully other people so that's the episode for today the answer was quite simple really god is everywhere in the smallest of things and in the biggest of things um and i hope this has been helpful for you and i'd love to have your feedback on this episode again we'll speak uh, next week with another topic thank you for listening bye for now Thank you for listening to the the true spirituality with Ange podcast i want you before you go if i could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast please also if possible share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them especially if you've liked them a lot and um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity, and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.